This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. You. You by supporting us at patreon.com slash says who at levels of $1, $2, $5, $10, whatever dollars. You make it possible for us to bring you this every week, and we thank you for it. Upon you, the town of Seshuvia is founded. Indeed, upon your bones and butts. in the cemetery with which we built it upon. Oh. Also, I hope everyone enjoyed the cookout we had this weekend at the in the town square. We cooked you. Oh. oh at patreon.com slash says who feeling very uncomfortable right now with the turn this has taken hey are you in a hot box with a sweat rag maybe you need a book look it's summertime you're gonna maybe be sitting outside in a chair the, the time for some the time for reading is always the time for reading is now and can i beseech upon you to maybe pick up an old copy of your friend Moraine's book, Truly Devious, which is the first in a series. It's a mystery series. The second book is out, The Vanishing Stair. And the third book, The Hand on the Wall, will be out in January. It's going to be dope. And if you got it, honestly, I can't thank you enough. Dan can't thank you enough. His beard can't sure thank can't. you. No. It's true. So why not pick up a copy for yourself, a friend, a neighbor, an enemy, leave it on someone's porch and just the note that says you on it and don't leave ha- no explanation. That's that's the end of the ad. Yep. Do you, th- do you think I sold any books just then? You sold a bunch. Hey, everyone, this is Dan. I am in the back of a car again, which means that I must still be on the road. And you can listen to my adventures on the road on my other podcast, The Hitch, at thehitchpodcast.com. You get seven episodes a week of The Hitch. They're not they're only like 10, 15 minutes. It's not like you've got seven hours of yeah. listening. And uh, they brings you along on the road with me and uh, my wife, Janice, and our two kids and our dog as we explore the American Southwest at thehitchpodcast.com. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? All right. Uh, I'm going to huh. need a... A McFish burger. Oh no! Uh, I'm gonna have pistachio, pistachio shake. I waffle I fries. Got, oh, I just got back from my summer in England. What are you doing yeah. here again? Uh, uh, it's just the one McFish burger, the pistachio shake, the waffle fries, and I'm gonna have it's, um a, a blueberry pie. These, None of those things are things that we sell. Some of them are close to things that we sell. Yeah. Kid, I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a tough week. I don't. I knew you'd get it. You had a big parade. Yeah, kid, that's why I'm here. What? It rained on his fucking parade. Well, it's the weather. Do you know? Do you know how literal this is getting, kid? It literally rained on his parade. He wanted a parade, and it literally—it never literally rains because no one ever has their own literal parade. But he literally had a parade, and it literally rained on it. It rained and it rained, kid. And oh, then, this- then he got it. 
Then he started talking about Revolutionary War airports. There's a line of cars behind you of people that actually want food. Don't worry about them, Ken. I'll take care of them. They'll just be escorted off the property. I don't like that. Hold on. Get the cars off the... I just want to take care of those cars. Just uh, have them removed. Yeah, kid. um, That seems not right. He's eating his feelings, kid. I mean, there's the parade. Uh, Mueller testifies uh, in a week. That's going to be a fucking mess. Oh, it's gonna boy. be he's gonna be he's gonna be eating the wrappers, kid. It's not gonna be good. Oh no. I'm gonna kid, I wanna ask you something. Uh-huh. Come into work with me. No. I already Just have for one a job. day. No, it sounds terrible. I just want you to talk to him. You're, I don't, you're just a very reassuring just talk to him. I no. I just take orders. I, just, I don't even make the food. No, he loves that. He it. loves people that just take orders. I don't know. And I can never touch you because you're behind a window. It's it's everything. And you're just such a reassurance presence. I just feel like I if you could talk to him. I don't travel with the window. Food. I don't. And he, Oh, we can. We can we can fix that, kid. We can get the window. Uh, I'm gonna get you to get the wall off and bring the window with us. And, with oh, the, and those cars are gone. Susan, see the cars are gone, kid. But you'll never see those people again. That's not good. We'll bring the window. This well, seems we'll terrible. Do, kid. We'll take we'll take the window. We'll put him in the beast. Oh, we'll put the window in the, in the in the east wing, and we'll drive up to it. And you'll sit behind. It'll be like I you're a priest, kid. But like I don't you know, like this. Not a, not like a priest priest, like, but like, you know, just you'll sit there and he can, he can order hamburgers from you and tell you about how Twitter's telling him he can't block the haters anymore. And I think you could, I think you could have a really positive effect, kid. What do you say? I just want you to drive through, please. I'm taking that as a yes. Says who? The podcast that isn't a podcast. Mm, I'm Maureen Johnson, and I am Dan Sinker. Ah, Maureen, I learned something about the way the sun works today. Uh, oh, okay. I am. Uh, I am recording from my car again because uh, we are in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and. The campground that we are staying at is about 10 minutes out of town, and it is on the other side of a mountain from Santa Fe. Mm. And you have perfectly fine cell service until you turn the corner to go around the mountain where it all drops off. So uh, we had to come into town today so that we could record. And I needed to find I learned from my mistake in Memphis. I would like you to know. Mm. And I looked for a parking space in the shade. And uh, so we are parked in the rail yards neighborhood of Santa Fe uh, behind a nice two story building and a fully shaded parking space an hour ago. But this is what I've learned. The Mm. sun moves through the sky. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I am in some sort of... um, like a sundial torture box right now. Right, right. right. 
where slowly it started at the trunk of the car and it is moving ever so slowly towards the rest of the car. Uh, it is, we are being revealed from the shade to the sun and it is warming up in here. May I ask you a question, Dan? Yes, Maureen. Um, Santa Fe, New Mexico in the very, very height of summer. That sounds like a hot and in the middle of the day, when the sun is, in fact, you're coming upon, you're getting towards noon. Yeah. So. So Santa Fe, New Mexico, surprisingly not hot. We just came from southern New Mexico. We just came from Carlsbad, New Mexico, uh, where the heat of the day was about 103. Ooh. And that was brutal. Brutal. Mm. Um, but, uh, here in Santa Fe, you go up about 4,000 feet. So we're at like 7,000 feet. So it is high desert and high desert does not get as hot, but the sun is more intense because you are that much closer to it. Um, and the atmosphere is that much thinner. Um, but the high today is only about 80. That said, sitting in a black car car. with the windows up. Mm. Mm. That's not great. That's hot. It's hot. So, and the weirdest thing is I grabbed, instead of, there are no towels this time. I grabbed a little handkerchief, which I now can't find because I'm sort of wedged into this backseat. Just spit coffee? (laughs) So you can't find your sweat rag? I can't. My sweat rag has disappeared somehow in the last 10 minutes. I keep kind of digging around, but I, I, I am so precariously set up right now that I don't want to disturb much. (laughs) Well, then I'm glamorous Maureen. I'm sitting in my living room on the, on a double wide chair, a sleeping puppy stretched out. I ended up not taking her out. uh, I thought she she was, I thought she was trying out daycare today. That's not the case. No, no. She's going to try out daycare on Thursday for many complicated scheduling reasons um, that uh, I would go into if I wanted to bore everyone to death, which I don't. Um, but she is. Oh, that's a first. I'm just going to pretend that didn't happen. I, what happened? Mm, your beard tells lies. I got to drink a little water. Yeah, you do. I would just put put all the snarkiness down to the fact that you're slowly, you're basically sitting in a kind of um, Jiffy Pop container. Did you ever see the bridge over the river Kwai, that movie? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, no, Dan. Dan. Where uh, Alec Guinness gets put in the metal box. Yep. This is is me right now. Dan, do you think you're going to, how, how lucid do you think you're going to be at the end of this? Uh, I'll be fine. It'll be fine, Maureen. Okay. Um, this weekend, Dan, I also had a car. As I, I live in Manhattan. I usually don't have a car, but I got a zip car, and I got in it. My husband, Oscar, got in it, and our dog, Dexie, got in it, and we drove north to Massachusetts to visit some friends, and it was glorious. Man, you posted some pictures, and it seems like you your friends live in a Comic-Con. Uh, yeah, my friend... Um, Cassie, Cassie Clare is the author of the Shadowhunters novels, has a beautiful, um, her house is beautiful, but she also has a writing barn that was designed by something like 15 different artists. And it has in it, for example, an actual London phone booth that's been outfitted inside 
to look like a time machine. Um, that is amazing. It has the wall of a has the I think it's a French apothecary wall. Maybe it might not be French. I'm not sure, but it's like a it's an apothecary wall with all these drawers, and it's got a steampunk bar. Um, it has things like uh, the fans are turned by mechanical hands. <laughs> it's pretty what? wild. Yeah. Wow. They had these fans designed that these kind of mechanical hands come out. So there's a lot of like automaton hands <laughs> that come out of things. Sure. And it's amazing. The, I, so, I, uh, I don't even need all that stuff. I would like a writing barn. Oh, yeah. And it has this very cool table that I think it's got eight seats around it, but it's giant. So it's a big square table. But each seat is a desk area that flips up. That has like cubby holes and power and like what? So all you have to do is flip up your part, like little square of the table, and it creates a desk area that all your stuff can be in, and you could plug in and do all your business. And then that you put the flap down, and it becomes a big square table again. It's magic. I want that. I want that. Dex, Dex loved it. She charged around. Uh, it was the first time she'd ever really been able to like run around in a grassy, like a fenced grassy yard totally yeah. by herself. Mm-hmm. She swam. We put the little puppy life jacket on her and we put, took her into the pool. She found the, uh, that uh, tolerable weird. Uh, yeah. Was, did she, just, I would imagine she found the life jacket weird. She was fine with the life jacket. She found as she was fine in the pool. I just held her and just drifted her along. So she was completely in my arm. So as far as oh, she okay. knows, she was just gently gliding. And she just kind of rested against me like, okay, I guess this is happening. I'm a puppy. Everything's new. I will say, Dan, we got in the car in Manhattan on the 3rd of July to drive up. And yeah. within that first hour, she barfed four times. <laughs> oh, good. There you go, Zip but then, car. Here's your car. No back. more. No, but Oscar did a really great thing where he had bags because he was in the back seat with her the uh-huh. whole way. So he was he was on puppy duty and he basically bagged her, and so he caught all of the barf in bags. Wow. Yep. Yep. I I Pretty have good. to I have to readjust my mental model now because I do not have a clear image of you in my head as a driver mm, you I were drive. driving the car and oscar I and the dog were in the back seat puking uh oscar was not puking oscar can ride in cars oscar's very very good in fact cars are sort of his specialty but he does not because he hates paperwork he has never gotten around to getting a u.s driver's license even though he does know how to drive here so i'm the only one with the correct so it's my zip car license. So I, I did the driving. And so it took us two hours just to drive out of where we live, basically, just to yeah. drive out of Manhattan. Two hours. That's then we a got long on the time. highway. Wait, two a, hours to get we, off the island of Manhattan? Just to get actually get out of Manhattan and out of the Bronx, just like onto a highway. Wow. The first hour was entirely on a road next to our house. <laughs> You're really moving. How many pukes happened in that one hour where you were basically stopped? Four. <laughs> she barfed. Oh, four. She barfed when she was still on the block that we lived on. <laughs> if we got in the car and I made two turns and she barfed. But 
Oh. She never barfed again. She just went to sleep and just chilled out like it was no trouble. Uh, yeah, she cleaned Which out I think the system and sometime. she was ready to sleep. But I did find once we got on the highway that I tried to do about 60 and the car just started to shake. And oh, the steering wheel went blah, 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 blah. And it, I was like, this car is crazy. And it turns out someone probably curbed the car and messed up the alignment of one of the wheels. Oh, boy. So I had to do the whole trip up to Massachusetts at 58 miles an hour. <laughs> 60 was the magic number. Yep. As soon Oof. as you got to 60, you felt the wobble. So it was a long trip. So by the time I got to Massachusetts on the first night, my pupils were spinning. I just was... It, it was it took us it was over five hours almost oh six my. for a trip that is not that long so Ugh. yeah but we had a good time but on i dan i jumped into a pond i swam in cool flowing water i looked down at a waterfall oh uh, yeah that's nice when we were in austin uh a couple weeks ago there is a pool in austin maureen that is uh, the um, Lake Travis pool. It's my dream. It's in Zilker Park. And for mm -hmm. the life of me now, I am having trouble pulling up the name in my brain. It could be because the sun has reached the I'm halfway point. I'm obsessed with it. Uh, but I'm it is genuinely it is, obsessed with that. It is three acres in size and it is spring fed, but it is like a manufactured pool in the midst of a spring-fed river, and it is amazing. Yeah, that is, I am obsessed with that. It is my dream pool. Yeah. Like, I just want to, that's, it was, when Austin was on our list of potential places to live, that was 60% of the reason. Yeah, it's a good reason. The best thing is, if you talk to people in Austin about what to do while you're there, all they do is rattle off a list of swimming holes, as yeah. they call it. It's a good it's a good way to live. I was quite charmed by Austin, Texas. Hey Dan. Yes, ma'am. I did a little I did a little Wikipedia looking the other night for kind of no reason at all. Um, because I I wanted to look up information on sea snakes. Sure. And turns out because I had been in Costa Rica earlier this year, and I don't know if I told you about it, Dan, but Costa Rica was a Kind of magical transformation. You know, you you covered that. You've covered that previously. But what I didn't know is that it's it's got all these sea snakes, like tons and tons of sea snakes. And then I looked up information on sea snakes, and it turns out that sometimes there are so many sea snakes that there was a boat, I think in like the 1930s, that reported that they were sailing along and they came across what in the quote is millions of sea snakes swimming together in a formation that was 62 miles long and three feet wide. Well, that's a nightmare. Dan, can you imagine being on a boat in the middle of fucking nowhere and you look over and there's 62 miles of sea snakes around you? You are just literally s sailing through a sea of snakes. That, hence the name. Sea snakes, Dan. Sea 62 snakes. miles of sea snakes. Apparently pretty docile in the water, Man, but on land they I become my sweat rag. agitated, confused, and then they just kind of snap at you. I wonder if that was the woman we found in the house that one time. There's a snake in the kitchen. Was, anyway, Dan, was the kitchen in the sea? This isn't a, no, the ki it was an open plan house. In the water? Because it's Costa Rica. No, but on the beach. Oh. And sometimes the sea snakes come onto land and they get agitated. 
That seems like they shouldn't be allowed to. They need a name change also, if they're um, also the, land snakes. Central American raccoons would run through the house at night and steal our potato salad. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a well-known fact that Central American raccoons have a real hunger for potato salad. And pasta salad, to be fair. They just like any picnic salad. It turns out if the house is open plan at night, all kinds of things come in. They just kind of run <laughs> through and keep going. It's the, the sundown running of the animals. Yeah. Everyone gather around and watch them take all of our provisions. And also, it won't surprise you to know that I befriended the local dogs, which who would also come through and patrol, and I would feed them bacon and hang out. That sounds, that sounds on brand. I had a cat, and we had two bats that we hung out with. But Dan, this isn't about Costa Rica, and it's not about sea snakes. This is about freedom. And freedom. It was the George Michael Fourth of song? July weekend. Oh, that freedom! I I love I love that song. That's a good, good song. song. It is. Oh, that's a that's that's a that's a good jam. Did you like it at the time as a punk guy? Uh I'm what what year did that record come out? Ninety, because it's called Freedom Ninety. Oh, right. <laughs> that's right. He helpfully put <laughs> this. It did. He helped very helpfully. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about George Michael. May he rest in peace. He was really into archives and correctly indexing things. Yeah, I had no problem with that song. Me and that song. Yeah, that no song beat. was a banger. It was a good song. Pretty yeah, much that entire record is great. Yeah, I didn't know what a what a talent he was. My friend Peggy was always super into him, and I just was I didn't get it because I was like writing Smith lyrics on everything, like on my walls and stuff. Yeah. You know, I was that person. You know what I mean? Indeed. Hey, Maureen, let's not talk about Freedom I re- 90. I remember it, it. Look, I remember explaining the House Martins to someone in high school thusly. Uh-huh. They dress like nerds because they're socialists. I love the House Martins. I know. I thought I like, OK, but we're not we're not going to we're not going to do this, Dan. We're not going to try not House to talk Martins? about freedom when we're not going to talk about House Martins. We're not going to talk about Freedom 90, even though that is a banger. I won't let you down. We'll not give you up. And one good thing that I've got. That's how it goes. He should have done a new version every year. Like an advent calendar. It's a pretty fun song, especially like in the summer. You can just jam around to it. It's pretty fun. But anyway, Maureen. It's not what we're here about, Dan. No. We're here to hear a man cook alive in his car slowly. How are you doing? It's getting warm. Okay. I'm not going to well, lie. The thing we're about like, the- we're, 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 we're about two thirds exposed at this point. Dan, wasn't it a good thing that the 4th of July was such a glorious, beautiful, sunny weekend? Uh, it was where I was. It was 104 degrees on the 4th of July. And it, and it was where rain. I was when we were swimming in the beautiful pond. No, it was beautiful. Yeah. But Dan, that wasn't true everywhere. It wasn't? No. Where? It turns out that, well, Dan, our our fearless leader uh, decided because of the models he'd seen in places like North Korea to have a full-on freaky military parade with tanks. And... um you know, just that's a, a that's a normal thing to do. 
frighten and subdue the masses and show off your military might. And I don't know if they did the thing where they drive by with the missile or not, but one can only hope. And, I don't think um, they did. Dan, it rained a little. Just a, just a scotch. Just a little it bit. It rained so much. In fact, it continues to rain in D.C. where yesterday that everything straight up flooded. The streets were flooded. The sidewalks were flooded. Yeah. Even the White House began to flood, Dan, because I think that the powers that be are no longer subtle in their disapproval <laughs> of what's going on. Like, let's just let's just cut out the nuance here. Let's just make it rain. Right. We're five signs away from an arc, Dan. <laughs> what are the rest? Uh, Mueller testifying. Frogs, locusts. Stephen Miller growing wings. Wow. There you go. That's the signs. In that order. I like it. Yes. I'm in. The tanks were very funny because he made such a big deal about them. And then they were so heavy that there were a lot of open questions whether they could actually drive them down the roads of Washington, D.C. And they finally decided that they couldn't drive the tanks directly the way sort of a normal tank thing would happen. Um, they took them in on on train on rail and then they loaded them onto flatbeds. And then the last like 50 feet off the flatbeds, they had to roll across wood in the hopes that that would kind of distribute the weight. And they parked them in front of the Lincoln uh, Lincoln Memorial. And then nobody got to see them except for the people with VIP tickets. How jolly was not exactly that the like show freedom. of might that. uh that that people were expecting. It's really well, warm then Dan, he, uh, he, I wish he I gave a speech, Dan. Was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you, but I decided to live my life for a goddamn minute and not watch it. But um, here's the best thing about the 4th of July, yet. the 4th of July and me. It is also my small son's birthday. And so I can opt to purely celebrate a birthday and not celebrate the 4th of July if I want. And that's what I did this year. So you didn't watch the speech? I didn't. I saw clips of him standing behind very streaky glass. In a a kind of rain box. Yeah, in a rain box, Um, reading poorly. Talking about revolutionary warrior air, how they took the airports and I, I we're beyond parody we're so beyond parody i don't know where we are anymore dan and i think that on this holiday weekend says Huvia, it's important to remember that we need to this is about coping and we're constantly in a in a situation of such deepening insanity that even 1984 the book is not as literal as this sometimes no like there are points in 1984 where they'd be like, dial it back a bit. <laughs> uh, love, love is hate, peace is war. We're doing all of that. Like we're, we're already on that. Yeah, very much so. It, and prisons are freedom. And, you know, he's out there talking about how we have the cleanest air and water in the world. And, you know, it just he's just they just lie 
like they breathe and it's we gotta remember it it's ups, it's upsetting it's very upsetting and it it's like i it's like you have to put your finger into a push pin every once in a while to remember what's real whoa is that a thing yeah putting your finger I think, into you a know, push like pin? a like a thing or like if you snap a rubber band on your wrist or something like oh that, you know? okay Jeez. You know, a kind of sensory. You don't actually pierce it, Dan. You just kind of touch oh, it. Shit, I wish you like told me the, that a second you know I mean? ago. Just, I to go oh, to the hospital. Dan. I'm bleeding everywhere. Dan, when I was in sixth grade, instead I, of putting we it into in my class. finger, I stuck it into my forehead. Was that not the right thing to do? No, that's fine. I thought it would help me remember that's better. That's corkboard. God, where is this sweat rag? You know, I bet it's under my computer. Oh, boy. When I was in sixth grade, I we were in English class, and our, our teacher was calling us up to the desk in groups, and I got called up, and she was talking to us about our paper or whatever it was, and I was absently playing with the stapler on her desk, just like, you know, like you're a kid, you, you touch stuff, and you, you just kind of play with stuff, and I stapled my finger, like, completely while <laughs> standing at her desk. Like I completely went for chunk and it went all the way in and blood started to shoot out and I didn't want anyone to see. So I just buried, like I made a fist and I just had to keep standing there with blood dripping (laughs) out of my fist. Like I just would not show anybody that I had stupidly stapled my own finger, even as like my hand was filling with blood. And I just wouldn't do it because that's my personality is like, I did this. I am just going to not, no one will know about this. (laughs) I will quietly go to my desk and deal with this. Oh boy. And I went back to my desk and I pulled that thing out and I don't know what I did. I found something inside the desk to wrap my fist in and get all the blood off. (laughs) But, um, that is, that's just the kind of thing I would do. Oh, well, Thanks. I used to sit next to this kid in fifth grade who was like the class freak and he would do stuff to freak me out. Cause I was like, I thought that I had been given the seat assignment to personally torture me for my whole, like that it was some sort of trial of the soul. Cause he was the grossest, weirdest kid. And one of his favorite things to do is, you know, like a compass, like it has the sharp point, you know, yeah. like you, you yeah. make circles with it. He would drop that into his leg. Ooh. So that it just dropped and stuck in there. Mm-hmm. And then he would like lift up the blood and lick it. And I was like, I need oh. a new seat. <laughs> in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's yep. hardcore. There was a lot going on because he just wanted to freak me out. And I was like, will you stop it with the compass? I will kill you. So. Anyway, Dan, none of those things are about freedom. I just think it's important to just that little touch to remember what reality is. I'm not saying you should staple your finger or drop a compass into your leg, but maybe snap a rubber band on your wrist. That's probably pretty good. Just to remember that all of this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Man, it really is. But Dan. Yes. Dan. Yes. What day is what day is today that this episode is going out? The 10th of july and what day is the next episode going out the 17th of july and what do we know about the set i mean this is like a class now and what and dan what do we know about the 17th of july well maureen i'm glad you asked 
That's the day that Robert Mueller testifies on television to mm-hmm. the it's isn't it it's to both the judiciary and the intelligence committees it's two it's two committees i believe i Might not am, be those two i don't it's not that i expect very much cuz he's i think he's just going to be like read my report read my report read my yeah. report but having said that i still will set up lawn chairs in my own goddamn living room to watch oh, it oh without a doubt because this is the summer of 73 that I have been talking about. And I am going, I'm here for, I'm going to make a big picture of iced tea. Going to do this thing, Dan. Yeah, we were supposed to be, uh, the 17th was supposed to be a drive day. And we changed our plans so that we were not driving on this day. This is the thing. Yes, even and- if even if most of what he says is just, it's in the report. Or if he reads sections of the report, which... Close listening Sezuvians will know that I was like, oh, what's the point of that? But the, the amount of traction that he got for literally saying things during his short little press statement uh, a month or two ago, um, the amount of traction that that picked up, even though he said literally nothing that was not written word for word in the report. I'm here for it. Yeah. Plus, I'm here for watching. Well, Dan. Trump's head explode over the next week, freaking out about it. Dan, that feels like a reminder of the crazy shit. And I just want to go back to what I did in Massachusetts one day. It was that we went to this series of old warehouses that have been con- that have been converted into these cool spaces that people work in. Yeah. And we know these people that runs a company called Topodico that makes fan stuff and all kinds of cool stuff. And they rent a giant warehouse space that's just their stuff. They have an office in there and on the back wall, they put a screen. And so they were showing movies for themselves. So they have like movies playing on a private screen in the background that they could just sit there and have their own little movie theater. And outside they were having a food truck festival. So you just step out the back door and there was a giant food truck festival and there was music and dogs and treats and all kinds of stuff. Marvelous. Yeah. You would have liked it. I would have liked it. I had a very tasty vegetarian taco and some homemade popsicles. Uh, yum. It was nice. That is it was amazing. Nice, Dan. See, and it's not. It's it's not this, Dan. But we're back now. Summer of seventy three. Get. I'm I'm ready, Dan. I'm going. I'm ready. I'm ready. He's gonna lose his shit. He is gonna lose his shit. It's gonna be a weird week. He's meanwhile, already lost his shit. Meanwhile, the- Dan. British ambassador. Dan, English news right now in general, British news, excuse me. It's a little shit loosey. It's kind of weird. Like right now they're still in the middle of choosing their prime minister who will be Boris Johnson. Oh boy. At which point there may then be a vote of no confidence and the whole thing will go to shit. And there is no deal. So really, like, for example, my English husband is like, we're cruising to no deal. We're going to no deal out of this. Oh, definitely. I'm in full agreement there. And um, on Halloween, the degree no less. To which, yeah, on Halloween. And the degree to which uh, the UK is unprepared for no deal is um, uh, disturbing. 
Yeah, but they frightening. They've got like four months. Psh, no problem. It's not a good scene, Dan. It's not a good scene. So the British ambassador, meanwhile, on this these grounds, was you know doing his job and kind of you know taking measure of the situation here in the U.S. And Dan, as I'll just read from the New York Times. In a series of leaked diplomatic cables, Britain's ambassador to the United States, Kim Derrick, described President Trump as, quote, radiating insecurity and his administration as diplomatically, quote, clumsy and inept, a withering assessment that threatened to damage bilateral relations in a delicate moment for Britain. The cables were published late on Saturday by the Mail on Sunday. They span a period from 2017 to the present and include candid assessments of American domestic politics and Washington's treatment of Iran over its nuclear weapons program. The most closely held of the cables was intended on an update of the new Trump administration for a narrow audience of top British officials. So, oh, I forgot about the Iran thing, Dan. There's all of that just percolating in the background. That's always just there, just waiting. As soon as you think that things are mildly stable they can always just rattle around but yeah radiating insecurity clumsy and inept seems to check out yeah radiating insecurity is a pretty beautiful turn of phrase and um and oddly for someone who claims to be so secure he has gone on mul- a multiple day tweet diatribe about the about the ambassador to Britain, about how he won't work with the ambassador to Britain, about how he's stupid and dumb and nobody likes him. Again, I'm just touching the, the touching the tip of the of the thumbtack here. I, <laughs> yeah, I just rammed another one into my forehead. Remember that this is not how reality is supposed to be, but it is, in fact, how reality is. But is. remember, it is happening. It, is, it happening. is happening. You know what else is happening, Maureen? It is getting hot in this car. Holy cow. Is it? Yeah, it is. Is this a good time to bring up Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein? Holy fuck. Whoa. I'm. Yep. Sorry, Dan. It's all Look, right. I'm just trying to I'm trying to get you through the news, Dan. And this you... is the news. It is the news. This it is, is the news. This is sort of too awful to even talk about. It's so hateful. It's so disgusting. And it's so directly connected to the Trump administration that I feel like I've taken like like that scene in Zoolander where he's like, have I take I feel like I've taken crazy pills. So <laughs> it, it seems to it it makes it feel like time and space are distorting. That's how the story makes me feel. Yeah, that seems accurate. It is a horrible story that thankfully we know about at all, thanks to some pretty dogged persistence of a investigative journalist at the Miami Herald, and also thanks to the Southern District of New York that that pursued charges against him, even though he had gotten an incredibly sweetheart deal um, in Florida. And now is is being held in in New York. I mean, it's it's the kind of thing that it we don't really know what in the world is going to happen. But there is he is clearly one of those people to whom there is a very large house of cards built up around. And Hmm. whether that whole house of cards will collapse now and bring down 
up to and possibly including Donald Trump, uh, but a whole lot of rich and powerful people. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting the heat sneezes now. Um, <laughs> I am. It's really it's really warming up in here now. Um, but it's hot. It is hot. It And it's yeah, it's really getting warm. Um, Still can't find that rag. No, I think that probably I put my computer on top of it, but I'm too worried to move the computer and upset the apple cart of this of this hodgepodge recording that we are doing. But yeah, I mean, it's a it is a horrible, horrible series of charges against a monster of a human. Um, we don't know if they are going to radiate outward, but it certainly seems highly possible. Also, the first kind of the puppy is dreaming. She's running and wagging her tail to him. Um, The first I have to remember something positive while talking about this. Uh, The first kind of public allegation, like the the stories were written in the Miami Herald, what, in 2005? Uh, There were. Yes. And then they were brought back to the fore uh, this past winter. In a in a sort of a series right. of uncovering the sweetheart deal that he got that landed him no jail time and and a sealed records and that sort of thing. Um, in investigating that, they began to kind of reinvestigate all of the charges. And it seems that I mean, the Southern District of New York is actually name checked the the Miami Herald's reporting as as being a a driver in their investigation. So um so, yeah, I mean, they were on the story a long time ago. The story, it, a bunch of different people were on this story a long time ago. This is apparently a very known secret about this very rich, very powerful, very awful man. And yet it, you know, kept getting pushed aside by law enforcement, by journalists, you know, the you name it. There are people that fucked up along the way, for sure. And also quotes from Donald Trump saying things about how his friend like young girls you know sometimes too young he never said too young he just said young he said that he said that like him he had excellent taste in women sometimes on the younger side sometimes on the younger side horrible sometimes on the younger side huh while we're wallowing on awfulness maureen how about a 2020 update don't you dare don't you dare daring no i'm daring also the shoe can't come out today because the puppy's sleeping. <laughs> and the last time the shoe came out when the puppy's sleeping. <laughs> you got attacked. I'm just saying she's actually matured quite a bit, Dan, and she doesn't do that anymore. Sure. But she is super asleep, and I'd like to keep it that way. Ah, uh, well. Not that not that I control Amy Carter's shoe and when she comes out. I'm just saying. Well, speaking of things that are out, Eric Swalwell is out. Maybe Eric isn't his first name. I just saw Swalwell out. I bet nobody knows his first name. I think it's Eric. Ryan Swalwell is out of the race officially. The first to drop. Making people wonder what in the world folks like Jim Bullock, or whatever his first name is, uh, are doing that are staying in. Lee Swalwell made the first round of debates. Dan, did you see... I believe it was you that sent me the picture of so it's all the the major women candidates were all posing together in a beautiful photograph. Yeah, I think it was like a Vanity Fair photo. 
And then Marianne Williamson Marianne- photoshopped herself in, in a framed <laughs> portrait on the wall. It was spectacular. You know, she has qualified and for the next debate, Maureen. I am delighted. Yeah. Yeah. She she is our magical moon bet, and I won't have I won't do it without her. No. She's terrible. Mm. But boy, is she entertaining. But we also <sighs> Eric Swabble out, we now have billionaire Tom Stayer in for Jesus some reason. He's pledging a hundred million dollars of his own money into this race. You think he could probably spend it, I don't know, to fucking flip the Senate? And that could help. We'd like that, Tom. Yeah, that would be useful. Be, yeah, why'd you fucking do that? <sighs> it's a long way to go, Maureen. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Carter's shoes choice, um, is fu- fundraising very well. Yeah, 19 million. In a- in a very ethical way that I'm enjoying. And uh, I love it. Christ, it's really heating up in here now. Oh, boy. How hot is it, Dan? I don't know, but it's hot. Should you stay in there, Dan, is a question. Probably not. Should you open a door? I may have to soon. Dan, is this worth it? Like, it's, are you making good choices right now? Sure. I'm making the. I'm spending time with you, Maureen. I am making the best choices. Dan, I just, you know, I just. What if you cook in there? The big issue right now is that the that the sundial has moved to the point where now the front windshield of the car is exposed to the sun, and so it is. It is really. It is really heating up now. Well, then, Dan, why don't we get to the meat of our matter, because the sun is high. We have an article this week. Yes, we sure do. Maureen, it's like Politico wrote this just for us. Hit me. The Purell presidency. Trump aides learn the president's real red line. There is an entire article about Donald Trump's germophobia. Let me just give you a little bit. Are you ready? This is how it starts. I want it. He asked, I'm ready. He asked I, visitors. I deliberately, I deliberately didn't read this because I wanted to hear it from your lips. Yeah. Sounds creepy that yeah, way, this, but you know what I mean. This is, I, I understand. He asks visitors if they'd like to wash their hands in a bathroom near the Oval Office. He'll send a military doctor to help an aide caught coughing on Air Force One. And the first thing he often tells his body man upon entering the beast after shaking countless hands at campaign events, give me the stuff, an immediate squirt of Purell. Two and a half years into his term, President Donald Trump is solidifying his standing as the most germ-conscious man to ever lead the free world. His aversion shows up in meetings at the White House, on the campaign trail, and at 30,000 feet. And everyone close to Trump knows the president's true red line. This is a quote. If you're the perpetrator of a cough or a sneeze or any kind of thing that makes you look sick, you get that look, said a former Trump campaign official. You get the scowl. You get the response of, he'll put up a hand in a gesture of, you should be backing away from him. You should be more considerate about 
and you should extricate yourself from the situation. The president's hatred of involuntary bacterial emissions burst into the open last month when his acting chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, coughed. Leading Trump to say, I don't like that, you know. I don't like that. If you're going to cough, please leave the room. White House aides have said the president is simply displaying common sense. Trump keeping his hands clean is a good way to avoid him or his staff getting sick. (sighs) Sniffling staffers have been told they should take a break to drink some tea or otherwise get cleaned up before going into the Oval Office. (sighs) This would be such a sweet job to have because all you'd have to do is be like, okay, come in today. And you wouldn't, you'd never have to go. You'd never have to do anything, which is fine because they never do anything. That's true. They're all coasting. They're all coasting. In 2007, Trump told Howard Stern that he was afraid of his own child. This would be Baron Trump at the time when he became sick. Quote, when he has a cold, I just keep him away from me, he said. What a nice dad. I think it probably wasn't just when he had a cold. This is the thing about being a parent. You get vomited upon. As Oscar learned, being a dog parent in the car. Do you think that's ever happened to him, that one of his own children has barfed on him? Donald Trump? Hell no. Yeah. He's never been that close to a child to have him vomit upon him. You don't think he ever held any of his own babies? (sighs) No. No. Are you kidding? No way. I'm not kidding. I'm just... How do you get... You know, ever? Ever. There's grandchildren? No. I I would guess that he has been in a position where he is sitting like on a patio at Mar-a-Lago and a small grandchild runs up to him and kind of like thrusts himself toward his legs and he will just stand up and leaving the child to sort of fall on their own. Cuz they have sticky hands. They do. More recently, Maureen, Trump has used his germophobia advantageously as a shield to rebut salacious, unverified golden shower claims about his alleged 2013 behavior at the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow. Look, on this, I actually believe it. Does anyone believe that story? He said, I'm also very much of a germaphobe, by the way. Believe me. I think he did some other weird stuff. I think that the germophobia makes it all the more salacious to him. He's doing a bad thing. He knows oh, it's bad. He's doing a, doing a bad thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I see where you're going. Yeah. I like what you're laying down. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like like it. I just I tolerate it. It's weird. I don't want it. I don't want it, Then I don't want it in my head. It's in my yeah. head now. It's like the sea snakes yeah. thing. 62 miles of sea snakes, Dan. That's what it's like. 62 miles of sea snakes. <laughs> it's better than Trump and pee. 62 miles of sea snakes is the preferred course for me. Trump sitting in a bucket of urine. That's no good to see. So I'm going to choose 62 miles of sea snakes for me. There go the sea snakes, three miles wide, 62 miles long. I'd rather be swimming with them than singing this peace-sitting song. 62 miles of sea snakes, I'm singing it even still. 62 miles of sea snakes. 
there's some kind of pooping still. Poop. Even poop. even when guests poop. he knows know. come to the Oval Office, Trump sometimes hesitates to initiate a handshake, leading people to extend their hand to get one. Quote, when you've been around this guy a lot, you know it's going to go, how it's going to go. You're in there and somebody will walk in and put their hand out and you're just thinking to yourself, uh, that's a mistake. That one of our own guests talked about how when she did the interview and she went in to shake his hand and he just stared at it. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Oh, man, it's really getting hot. This is really getting hot in here. Is it? Yeah. It sounds nice. It's, I'm, I have to say it's nice and cool where I'm at. It's. I'm also on kind of a fuzzy blanket, like in a fuzzy pillow. It's and the puppy's all stretched out on her back with all four paws in the air. You know, it's just she's being cute. The the mooch nice in here, Dan. I'm gonna wrap this up in a second, but the mooch makes an appearance. In July 2017, during Anthony Scaramucci's brief White House tenure, the communications director had a sore throat and was coughing on an Air Force One flight to Ohio. Trump noticed and told Ronnie Jackson, the White House physician at the time, that Scaramucci wasn't feeling well and ordered him to go check him out. Plenty of aides have joked that Trump is a germaphobe, Scaramucci said, but even more, Scaramucci added, he's a ball buster. If you're standing by him and you're going to look at something on his desk and you lick your index finger to open the thing to try to catch an edge on the paper, he'll smack your hand and be like, what are you, disgusting? To be fair, I find licking a finger to... Scaramooch, Scaramooch. I think that's disgusting, okay. too. Scara... Scaramooch, Scaramooch, do you need a Ricola? Um... Sorry, I I I I put too much into that, and it wasn't worth it. Was it. Good, I liked it. I liked it. That said, I'm I'm Dan, like high on uh, high on fumes you, right now. Don't you fuck! Don't you fucking dare, Dan! Don't you Wait, dare! Don't I dare what? Don't you patronize me? You know it wasn't good. You know it wasn't worth like the time. It. I like any Ricola based humor. Where's your sweat rag? I don't know, but I. Where's it's your sweat Basically, rag? my entire shirt at this point. Dan? It's full sun now. We are in full sun. Should we bring this episode to a close? Oh, I wish you could see the puppy doing puppy ears at me and her little tongue sticking out. I just, I just spaced out what? You should see the little, Dan, are you starting to pass out? No, I don't think so. I just kind of faded there for a minute. It's okay. Dan is. Dan, we're good. Says who is brought is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at Patreon slash says who. And I'd like to introduce you to our newest sponsor, Main Street Mogul podcast into the twilight. Yeah. Ready? I am. Into into the twilight is a podcast about dismantling gender norms, ableism and sparkly vampires. Wow. Start at the beginning as Allie and Cody navigate the terrifying but hilarious world of Stephanie Meyer. Or skip ahead and listen to them attempt to read the Fifty Shades of Grey series or watch the Netflix show you. Listen every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Google Play. That sounds amazing. As someone in the YA world, I I have read all of Twilight. Oof. Of course. I'm sorry? I don't no, no Dan, I don't I don't talk shit about Twilight. All right. Oh, but I'm interested in breakdowns of Twilight. Like, I'm interested to hear what they have to say. Yeah. You know, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. This is a brand new Main Street mogul. You can yeah. become a Main Street, Street mogul uh, 
I don't remember. What? You go to Patreon, Dan. Oh, no, it's happening. It's okay. I'm fine. Uh, Patreon.com slash says who. See? I don't think I don't think oh, you're. Hold fine. on. I just knocked something. Now I don't hear you. Oh, no. Hello? This is how it goes. Hold on. I can hear you now. I, I, I slumped I was... a little bit and that knocked something loose. Oh, Jesus, Dan. I'm sure I'm fine. I can't. I can't turn the page. Oh, okay. The puppy was asleep on my arm, but now I can turn the page. I was just saying our theme music was performed by Ted Leo. I like Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. We love you, Darth. Contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter and on email at hey, H-E-Y, at sayswhopodcast.com. Wow. I sound like a ghost. Join the discussion on our Facebook at slash group slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Diller. Spread the word. Subscribe. Please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Really, honest to God, it helps us so much. Thank you. And just remember, take someone's phone, subscribe them. They won't know. It won't cost them anything. Just do it. It's fine. Um, Join us next Wednesday, July 17th. For our next episode. Now, Dad, are we going to record twice that? Are we going to do the evening of the 17th as a bonus episode? Yeah, I don't know. I I maybe, probably, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think we've got, I think we've got a pre-Muller episode that comes out at the normal time, which would be basically when Muller starts testifying. And then we will have a patreon backer episode coming out later that day yep that seems so doable. for five dollars for five dollars a month you get all the bonus content including all of our special episodes uh and like uh town watch episodes that kind of pop up from time to time when things happen i'm dizzy okay we should get out of the car okay let's wrap this up dan say where you're say where you're at uh from my very hot car in the rail yards neighborhood of Santa Fe, I'm Dan Sinker. Open the car door. To, do you Why? have water? What? I ran out of water. Oh, Dan, come on. From my from my living room in New York next to the puppy, I'm Warren Johnson. This has been Says Who. Dan, get out of the car. Right, Dan, the you need to get out of the car now, Dan. Oh, oh that feels a lot better. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I bet it. Oh, Dan. (sighs) I hear the birds now, Dan. (sighs) The nice thing about uh, the high desert is it stays cool. (sighs) I just hear birds. (sighs) Dan? Huh? Oh, hey, Maureen. Dan, why why don't you... uh, We're done, you know. We just wrapped up the pot. We're just finished. Okay. What? This has been Sisu.